his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we're going to take a trip to a camp where children who will know lifelong challenges will also have lifelong memories. We're also going to find out about another Camp Cadet program that will be opening in the area. We'll meet a young man from Wilkesbury who says, Dream big, sometimes it comes true. He's heading to the Cannes Film Festival in May. We'll also be finding out about the upcoming Hazleton Chamber of Commerce job fair. And starting us off, Chris Stokum is project manager at Eckley Miners Village in Weatherly. Eckley Miners Village is now open for the season. And coming up on Sunday, March 12th, they're going to celebrate Charter Day. It's the 342nd anniversary of Pennsylvania's original charter. They have programs, and Chris is here to tell us about them. Chris, something exciting's coming to Eckley Miners Village. When and what? That's right. So on Sunday, March 12th, Eckley Miners Village will host a free program that's exploring how northeastern Pennsylvania's anthracite mining history has been remembered in the half century since the industry's decline. So, of course, I mean, as you know, anthracite heritage is all around us. You just have to look at places like Carbon County and Coaldale, um, you know, Orthodox churches and Polish delis, and, of course, historic sites like Eckley. Uh, so on the 12th, we'll have a Scranton-based scholar, Philip Mosley, and he's going to be here talking about his new book, The Telling of the Anthracite. And this is the first book that looks at how all of these places have kept alive uh, the memory of the anthracite industry uh, and how we can pass that memory on to the next generation. Um, we're also going to have Van Wagner, who's a musician, uh, an educator, and a former coal miner from Danville. He has 31 albums of original music that are celebrating uh, the region's coal cracker culture. Uh, so he's one of the most you know, prolific contributors to this anthracite heritage that Phil Mosley writes about. And I think that together they're going to make a great doubleheader. And what exactly is the inspiration behind getting all of this together? Is there something you're celebrating in particular? That's right. So this event will be part of uh, our Charter Day celebration. And so that's an annual celebration from the Pennsylvania Historical Museum Commission. Uh, And this year it's marking the 342nd birthday of Pennsylvania. So the 342nd anniversary of the original charter uh, for the state. And so historical sites and museums around the Commonwealth will offer free admission, special programs. Uh, we're inviting people to come out to Eckley uh, to remind everyone that anthracite culture is a you know, critical part of the state's history. And all this is going to be taking part on Sunday, March 12th. That's right. Yeah. So admission will be free all day. That's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you can check out our museum. Um, some of our historic structures will be open for viewing. You can walk the site. 
And those programs that I mentioned earlier will start at 2 p.m. in our auditorium. And so Phil Mosley will go on at 2 p.m. Uh, and Van will follow up with his uh, concert of heritage music around 3 well, it sounds like it's going to be a exciting day as things are always happening at Eckley Miners Village. And the last time we spoke, you were telling us about some of the very exciting things that are going to be starting. Has anything gotten underway that if people come on the 12th, they're going to be able to say, hey, it looks like they're doing something around here? Yeah, so we recently completed a renovation on one of the former miners' homes, uh, and so that's now a new educational space. Um, You can peek through the windows on the 12th. I don't know if we'll have any events taking place in there on that day, but throughout the summer, we'll be using that space in our public programs. Uh, And then we also have a few more preservation projects around the corner that we'll be announcing in the next few months. I can tell you that we're um, you know, moving forward with getting some architectural designs uh, for the lodging development and the research center that we talked about last time. And so, you know, my plan is by, uh, say, Patch Town Days in June, we should have something that we can, you know, put on display, take some questions, um, breathe some new life into the property. Oh, I'm sure. And there are a lot of people who are looking forward to that, especially coming off of January being Anthracite Heritage Mining Month. And there was much talk about Eckley Miners Village during that month. So what are some of the other programs you mentioned, the Patchtown Days coming up, Chris? Are there others that maybe people can start also looking forward to and maybe even getting on their calendar? Yeah, so Patchtown Days, we're uh, planning for June. We'll have more information about that coming out soon. Um, I mean, the next date to look forward to is this Thursday, March 2nd, which is when our site will reopen for the season. Uh, and so our museum will be open. Uh, you know, we're looking at planning walking tours for the weekend, but folks are always welcome to come out, check out the museum, you know, make their way through the village. Uh, our regular operating hours will be Thursdays through Sundays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we'll have, you know, more information to come about what sort of programs we'll have throughout the summer. And that'll be happening that when that when it does open. So then it's not just going to be for the weekends. That's going to be for all the rest of the season as far as the hours are concerned. Yeah, yeah. So the hours will be Thursday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, our museum has been closed for the, the winter season for the past several months here. And so we'll be able to reopen our exhibit hall, um, you know, show people the 15-minute the video that we have that details the history of the village um, and be around to, you know, take questions and show people throughout the site. And so that's starting this Thursday, March 2nd. Um, but from Thursday throughout the rest of the summer, we'll be open to the public. All right. So I'm going to uh, allow you to step up to the microphone and tell everybody about all the things that are happening on Sunday, March 12th. And I don't think William Penn is actually going to make, be making a uh, an appearance, is he? <laughs> you know, I'm not aware of uh, an appearance, but I've been surprised by uh, historical figures popping by before. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see on the 12th. Okay, we'll keep that one open, but give everybody else the rest of the information. Absolutely. So uh, Sunday, March 12th, at Eckley Miners Village will have free admission from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Beginning at 2 p.m. in our auditorium, we're going to have historian Phil Mosley here talking about his new book, as well as musician Van Wagner performing a concert of anthracite heritage music. This is free to the public. I invite all of you to come by, help us celebrate the 342nd anniversary of Pennsylvania. 
Thanks, Chris. And a reminder that Eckley Miners Village in Weatherly is now open Thursday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And their program next Sunday, March the 12th, will be held and it is free to the public. Also opened the Anthracite Heritage Museum at McDade Park in Lackawanna County. Their hours are Friday, Saturday and Sunday, 10 until 4. They also have a program and it will be free of charge Sunday, March 12th, celebrating the 342nd anniversary of Pennsylvania's original charter. You can check their Facebook pages and websites for more information. Now we're heading to Hazleton, where the Hazleton Chamber of Commerce is getting ready for their upcoming job fair. Lee Ann Falabell, Vice President of Marketing at the Chamber, is here with the details. Leanne, we're going to talk about the upcoming Greater Hazelton Job Fair. It's going to be big. First, when and where so people can start writing it down on their calendars. So the job fair will take place on Thursday, March 23rd. It's going to be conveniently located at the Laurel Mall, which is in Hazel Township. And it is going to be from 10 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. Now, a job fair means that there are going to be all kinds of prospective participating employers there. Do you have some already that you can just rattle off so that we'll have an idea of who to be prepared to meet? Sure. I mean, we do have a really nice variety of um, different businesses and industries taking place in the job fair from throughout the greater Hazleton area. So right now we're a little over 20 businesses that are going to be there. We partner with the Hazleton Career Link on this event. And so they will, of course, be there. And they do represent a good number of industries and businesses in the greater Hazleton with different job opportunities available that the Career Link can post for these businesses. But we have Hayden Power Group is one of the larger employees. They're doing a big expansion in the area and they're going to be there with all different job opportunities, not just electricians and hands-on type work, but also administrative and things like that. We have um, different healthcare opportunities, um, St. Luke's University Health Network Miners Campus will be there. We have St. Luke's Consulate, which is also um, a different uh, facility in the greater Hazleton area. We have some colleges taking part. Johnson Colleges, as we just heard, is coming to the greater Hazleton area. So they will be here as well as Luzerne County Community College. Then we have some industries, Wegmans Food uh, Markets, which is an industry right outside of the greater Hazleton area, international paper. So these are just some to name to name some of them. And then we also have some staffing companies that also provide resources and represent a lot of the industries in the community. And now things have changed so much in uh, having different job fairs throughout the area that some of the employers are actually ready to hire people on the spot. Do you hear from any of the ones that are going to be there that something like that might even be possible uh, at the day of the fair? Oh, yeah, we see that. We do see that year after year, and it is becoming, you know, more popular. Um, This is our 27th annual, so we've been at this for a long time, but it's certainly evolved over the years, and we do encourage people to come to the job fair prepared um, to meet the general managers or human resource managers, and be prepared with resumes, be prepared to fill out applications right on the spot, and be prepared for um, a, a short interview. It absolutely takes place, so we we like um, for our job seekers to come and be ready to do all of those types of things. 
And when we're talking about the Hazleton Chamber just in general, and I know you're involved in in all of it, and you have so many different things that are going on other than the job fair, people are able to find out things about the, the chamber and about job fairs, and you have a great website. Yeah, definitely. We we are a very, very active chamber here in the Greater Hazleton community. This is one of our many annual events that we provide throughout the year. We have tons of events that we provide for the community and also most importantly is what we represent is the business community. So we do have a website, hazeltonchamber.org. Anybody can go on there at any time, check out any of our events that we have coming up. Um, also, our of course, our job fair is listed on there and you can check out the growing number of businesses that are going to be taking part in it. So they can check that out at any time as well. Are there, because I know people are hearing this now and it's coming up on the 23rd. So there's still a little time. Are you still accepting businesses, employers to get in touch with you and maybe take part? Yes, absolutely. That's what we're really here to do is serve the business community. So if anyone out there is interested in taking part in the job fair, we can certainly accommodate them pretty close up until, you know, a few days before. So, yep, they can just contact me at the chamber and I'd be more than willing to help them out. All right. So let's make sure we have all of that information one more time. So I'm just going to turn it right over to you and you can give us the where and the when and the official chamber invitation. Sure. So it's our 27th annual Greater Hazleton Job Fair taking place on Thursday, March 23rd from 10 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. at the Laurel Mall in Hazleton. And if anybody would like more information, whether it's a job seeker or employer, they can either look at our website, hazeltonchamber.org, and then click on events and click on the date of Thursday, March 23rd, or they can simply call me at the chamber office. And again, my name is Leanne Falabelle, and my number here at the chamber is 570-455-1509. And you know, Leanne, before I let you go, I would be remiss if I also didn't mention the fact that you, in just in the Hazleton area alone, have so many ribbon-cutting ceremonies that have happened and that are coming up for new businesses coming to the area. So if anyone would like to find out more information about joining the chamber itself, I'm sure that you have all that information, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, it's. I feel like in the last Two months or so, we have um, at least like one ribbon cutting week. So it's been there's been a lot of growth here in in the Greater Hazleton area, and we're certainly not stopping. So yes, if anybody is interested in the chamber, they can contact myself or they can contact our president, Mary Malone, and we would be more than happy to get them on board. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, that's like I said, you folks are busy up there and I know that there's all kinds of things happening. So we want to make sure we get out all the information. So before I go, is there anything else that uh, you would like to let our listeners know that maybe I haven't even touched on? Because there are so many things. We do. We do have a lot of things going on. Another um, big event that we do have coming up that is community oriented. And we always ask the folks of the greater Hazel area to come out and and support and participate is our annual Great Pennsylvania Cleanup. So we're we're gearing up for that now, and that is taking place. It's actually in cooperation with Earth Day, and it actually falls on Earth Day this year, Saturday, April 23rd. So we're going to be looking for volunteer groups to come out and just clean up the roadways, parks, um, and communities in the greater Hazleton. So I'm going to be putting that event up on our website as well. And if anyone wants to to volunteer for that, we would love to have you. 
Excellent. See, that's what I mean. There's always something happening, and the Chamber is the place to find out all the information. That's correct, and we're always ready and willing to um, serve the community and the business community, too. So just give us a call here. Visit our website. Our website, I literally add new events and information on there every single day. Uh, We also do have a Facebook page, so you can just check out what's happening in either location. Thanks again to Leanne Falabelle, VP of Marketing at the Hazleton Chamber of Commerce. Find out more about the job fair at hazeltonchamber.org. Now, don't go away. We're going to talk about dreaming big and going to camp next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. We're going to find out the details about the Pennsylvania State Police Troop P. Wilkes-Barre Camp Cadet Program coming up. But first, meet Vaughn Rudloff. He is now attending School of the Visual Arts Film School in New York City. In May, he has the opportunity of a lifetime attending the annual International Film Festival in Cannes, France. Dream big. Vaughn did. And he's here to tell us about it. Vaughn, it's nice to meet you. And first of all, give me a little bit of your background. I understand that you are a local fellow. So where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Plains, right by St. Peter's and Paul's Church for the first two years of my life. Then we moved to Pittston. I live by Pittston area. And where did you go to school? I first went to school at Wyoming Area Catholic up until fourth grade. Then from fifth grade to eighth grade, I went to Holy Rosary. And from in high school, I went to Holy Redeemer. And now here you are and you're in school in New York. Tell us about that. School in New York I is a very good fit for me. I'm enjoying life out there. Not only is it a very artsy city with many different people out there, many different kinds of art film specifically is big for me. I just love life in the city. As a film student, I'm able to go to screenings and question and answer screenings with film directors and actors. So being out there, I really get to express my love for film and passion for it. I get to experience things out there that I wouldn't be able to uh, here in Pennsylvania. And you are at the School of Visual Arts, the film school in New York City. So what drew you to that from your background here? Big thing about the School of Visual Arts, it was a very hands-on type of school. Other schools, they, you don't really get to touch a camera until maybe your junior year. But at the School of Visual Arts, you get right into it. We are learning about what it's like to be on set. We're learning how to build a camera on a tripod. We're learning about production. We're learning about screenwriting. We're learning about acting. We're learning about directing. We're learning about directing actors. I feel like while I'm there, I really get a sense of all things film. I really get a good handle on everything that goes into making a film. Did you have a background of film here? I'd say I started really to appreciate film. I started to discover that about myself. Maybe it's the summer of eighth grade going into freshman year of high school because I attended the New York Film Academy uh, in the summer for two years going into eighth grade of freshman year and the summer of freshman year going to sophomore year. That was basically a mini version of everything I'm, I'm learning now. And by experiencing that, I got to really figure out for myself that this is something I wanted to do. Have you been involved in making any films before you got to New York? I've made a couple of short films myself. What are you getting more interested in? Behind the camera, in front of the camera, being an editor? For my first year at SVA, 
we were taught all aspects of filmmaking. But now for my second year, they asked us to pick a specific direction you would like to go in. And I chose directing as well as screenwriting. So that's definitely where I want to be. I want to like to be behind the camera and coming up with the stories, characters, things like that. Now, you are going where in May and anybody who knows anything about film is going to go, Vaughn, I wish I was going with you. Yes, I'm going to the Cannes Film Festival. I'm leaving May 16th and I'll be there from May 17th to May 27th. How did this happen? Well, I was leaving class one day and I saw that flyer on the school wall, a trip to Cannes. And it's something that I've always known about and it's something I want, I've always wanted to do. I took a look at it. I took a picture of it and I thought, and I thought, this seems like a perfect opportunity. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. So I got in contact with the right people. Um, I had to go through a interview process and they selected me to go. So in May, I'm off to France. When you get there, what is going to happen? Are you going to have access to different things? Do you have some things planned, people you're going to meet? When I'm there, I'll be I'll have access to screenings of films from all over the world, premier red carpet screenings. I'll be able to go to screenings with directors and actors there. I'll be able to go to after parties and get to network with people in the industry. It's just going to be 10 days of all of that. So I'm very excited. Are you going to be able to maybe rub elbows with somebody who might turn around and say, Vaughn, I'm going to take you under my wing. It'd be really like hitting the lottery if something like that happened, but you never know. It, it would be like hitting the lottery, yes. When I'm there, I'm going to try my best to meet as many people as possible for maybe an opportunity like that to happen. So, yeah, I'm just going to meet as many people as I can, talk to people who are also in the industry, and who knows, maybe maybe it'll happen. And are you going by yourself, or this does this have anything to do with the school as far as a group of you going? A group of people is selected by the school to go. We had a meeting last month over Zoom about everyone who was going. And I know a few people, so I'll be there with a few friends. It is a very small group that is allowed to go. Well, I'm going to have to have you make a promise to me that when you get back, we'll be able to do this again and you can tell everybody about your experience. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Safe travels, Vaughn, and can't wait until you get back with all the details. Now we're going to meet Pennsylvania State Police Trooper William Evans. He is with Troop P. Wilkesbury. Their camp cadet is coming up, and he has the details. Trooper Evans, we're getting ready for Camp Cadet. It's so exciting. Tell us all about it. When is yours happening? Well, our Camp Cadet for Troop P is happening August 6th through the 11th of this year. Uh, Troop P's Camp Cadet is for students age 12 to 15 who live in Luzerne County, Wyoming County, Bradford County, and Sullivan County. And where does Camp Cadet happen for your troop? So our Camp Cadet uh, for Troop P is actually pretty unique compared to other Camp Cadets throughout the state. Ours is held at an outdoor campground at Camp Kresge, owned by the YMCA in Whitehaven in Luzerne County. A lot of other camp cadets are held on college campuses, but again, ours is unique in the fact that it's held at an actual outdoor campground. So it's at Camp Kresge in Whitehaven. That is unique. 
that's outdoors. And there's probably a lot of things that happen at your camp, Cadet, that do happen at others. But are there others that having such an environment would give you an opportunity to say, hey, come on, because we have this? We kind of encourage students to attend the Camp Cadet that's most local for them. Uh, That way they're interacting with kids from their area, but they're still meeting new people. You know, we have a camper from Luzerne County. They may know some other campers from Luzerne County, but they're also going to make friends from Bradford, Sullivan, and Wyoming County. So we usually encourage students to attend the camp cadet that uh, they reside in. And if they have any questions about which one they might reside in, they can always give us a call or give me a call here at the barracks at PSP Wilkes-Barre. And I can help you guide you in the right direction if you're not in our coverage area. So do they get to sleep at at Camp Cresdy? Are they sleeping then in uh, tents? Are they sleeping in um, cabins? How does that work? That's a great question. So we actually have cabins at Camp Kresge that the campers will get to stay in. Uh, We typically accept anywhere from 80 to 85 cadets per uh, cycle. So they'll stay in the cabins all week long. They get dropped off uh, Sunday, August 6th, sometime, you know, around one o'clock in the afternoon. And they won't see their parent or guardian again until Friday when they graduate. Uh, So they're there all week long. They stay in the, the cabins all week long. So lodging is provided to them. Food is provided to them. And the best part about the camp is it's free for them to attend. We're fortunate in that there's a lot of people who raise money uh, to help support our Camp Cadet program. So the camp is provided at no charge for these kids. I know from other Camp Cadets, there are all kinds of different activities that you have planned for them. What are some of the activities that the campers that you're going to have can look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of fun stuff for them to look forward to. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is we have all different areas of expertise within the state police come out to Camp Cadet and show campers uh, what their specialized position may be in, and they learn different aspects and specialty spots within the state police. For example, uh, our canine unit will come out, uh, our CERT team, or what some people call SWAT team, would come out, show them some of the equipment. Our aviation unit comes out, they bring the helicopter, our forensics unit shows them how to do take fingerprints and things like that so they learn about all different functions of the state police while they're in camp and then you know it's not just police related things you know we take them out there's a lake at camp kresge uh they go swimming in we have all kind of physical activities uh there's a rock climbing wall for them the amount of activities we have for them is is really awesome and there's a lot they get to experience at camp Now, a lot of people will say, Trooper Evans, that, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to be getting up early and I know that they treat me just like I was going to go and and get in the academy. So where's the fun? (laughs) Well, first of all, you are you are uh, on the right track there because we do wake up early uh, and most mornings we do go for a run or or if we don't go for a run, uh, we'll do some kind of physical activity like calisthenics. Uh, the run usually isn't more than a mile or a mile and a half long. Uh, so it's nothing crazy, but it is challenging for a lot of these kids, but it's nothing that they can accomplish. And all we look for as the week goes on is uh, for them to improve. And they're right. They do get a taste of the academy when they're in there. Uh, you know, the way they address the troopers that run the camp, it's yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, to waking up early, to being on time, being punctual, 
uh, just different little things like that, that, you know, we experience in the Academy, they'll get to do as well. Uh, but the fun comes, you know, as the week goes along and as the day goes along, uh, they do some fun activities. Like I mentioned, the rock climbing wall, a lot of team building activities, I can promise that by the end of the week, they'll have fun. They may not think it that first day when they get there because we are a little tough on them. There's some yelling going on, but, you know, I can promise them they do have fun by the end of the week. I'm sure it's probably the same at your camp, Cadet, that they also have to leave some things at home, right? Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a common question we get. So they don't get to bring any electronics. They don't get to bring their cell phones or iPads, anything like that. They are totally cut off as far as communication goes to their friends and family. Now, in case of emergencies, we do have their parent or guardian's uh, contact information and they have ours as well in case they do need to get a hold of them. Uh, you know, under particular circumstances, but for the most part, they are going to be cut off. They're not going to have any cell phones, uh, no TV, no video games. It's a good experience for them to get out, kind of get off the couch, get away from the TV uh, and experience the outdoors a little bit. So it's definitely different. It's a good opportunity for them to get out and to do something different. If I've left anything out at all, I want you to include that for our listeners, but also Give us all of the details and especially when the applications have to be in. Absolutely. And thank you. You don't necessarily need to have an interest in law enforcement, but if you do, this is definitely a camp that would interest you. And we're also just looking for kids who are looking for a challenge over uh, the summer who are looking to do something different. At our camp, you're going to gain a sense of self-confidence and self-esteem and and self-respect and everything that comes along with it. So uh, by the end of the week, you're going to feel accomplished and you're going to feel like you did something and then uh, you're going to make some friends. As a matter of fact, I was just at a local high school talking to kids about Camp Cadet and uh, a student came up to me who had attended our camp last year and he told me that by the end of the camp, him and a bunch of other campers exchanged numbers with each other. Uh, they had never met each other before uh, and they still keep in touch all the time. So you're going to make friends while you're there. If you're interested in applying, please get a hold of me. I'm Trooper Evans with the State Police in Wilkes-Barre. We have paper applications. Uh, I can either mail them to you or email them to you. Uh, if you reach out to me, me here at the barracks, my phone number here is 570-822-5549. Uh, and I'll make sure to get you an application. Or you can visit our new Facebook page, PSP Troop P. Camp Cadet. Again, that's PSP Troop P Camp Cadet. It's a new Facebook page. We had an older one that we got locked out of. So make sure you go find the new one, you like and follow it. Uh, we want to get those numbers back up. Uh, so again, PSP Troop P Camp Cadet on Facebook. Uh, you'll see we have posts from this year and you'll see we actually have the application posted on our website uh, in picture form. So you can just click it and print it out and it's as easy as that. And when does it have to be in by? Deadline is March 31st of this year. So we would like to get those applications in by the end of this month. Uh, And then you'll hear back from us uh, sometime in May of this year. And I'll let you know if you're accepted or not. After that, you'll go through a brief orientation here at the barracks or at one of our other uh, True P stations. Uh, It's a quick orientation with you and your parents where we give you a list of things you'll need to pack for the camp. Uh, you know, and that's where you'll turn in your different waivers and things like that and make sure everybody's on the same page. One misconception we want to get cleared up about Camp Cadet is 
you know, I think parents sometimes think, oh, I could send my kid here and it'll straighten them out. That's not what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for kids who want to be here. And that's the most important thing. Uh, we don't want to take away a spot from a kid who does want to be here. So again, we definitely want parents to encourage their kids to come, but we want everybody on the same page and we want to make sure the student does actually want to attend Camp Cadet. So applications are due by March 31st and we get a hold of you in May uh, to let you know how we're going to proceed. All right. Anything else that we may have left out? Paul, I just want to thank you for your time. This is a huge help to us. We want to get the word out about this, this great program that we have. Uh, it's been a success for a long time. We actually went two years without the program due to COVID. Uh, we came back last year for the first time after a two-year absence. Our numbers were down a little bit. We were down to about 60-something campers. So uh, this is a huge help to us spreading the word about this awesome program. And a lot of these campers end up, uh, you know, becoming troopers at some point. Corporal Carmen Yurick, who's a, a counselor at our camp with us, he went through Camp Cadet when he was a kid, and he'll tell you all about it. So if you're interested in law enforcement and you're within this age range, we definitely recommend coming to Camp Cadet. Thanks once again to Pennsylvania State Police Trooper William Evans with Troop P. Wilkesbury. Their Camp Cadet Program deadline for applications is March 31st, and you won't want to miss out. Also, a reminder that Camp Cadet Troop in Hazleton's week is July 16th to the 21st, and Camp Cadet Troop R. Dunmore is July 23rd through the 28th. And you can find more information about all their programs. Each one has a Facebook page that you can check on and find the application right there. Earlier on Special Edition, we talked about dreaming big. Coming up next, we're going to take you to Camp Victory, where the staff there make the dreams of children come true every camping season. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Next on Special Edition, we're going to take a trip to Camp Victory. It's a camp where anything is possible, especially for children who will know lifelong challenges due to health problems accompanied by diverse and special needs. Children who will know the breeze of a zip line and the view of reaching the top of a climbing wall 
when some may have said they would never do it. Meet Kate Stepnick. She is the camp director of Camp Victory. Kate, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. And first, I'd like you to explain to our listeners, tell us about Camp Victory. So Camp Victory is a camp for kids in Millville, Pennsylvania. And it's a campground that we have that is for kids with special needs. So each weekend and week during the our season, which runs from April through November, uh, we have a different camp at our campsite. And each camp is run by a different organization for a different disability or diagnosis. So we have camps for kids with cancer, camps for kids with heart disease, skin conditions, autism, pretty much anything you can think of we have a camp for. Who works with the children when they're there? So each group that comes in, we call them our partner groups. Each partner group brings in all their own nurses, all their own doctors, and all their own staff that are well-versed in the diagnosis or disability. So for example, we have Camp Dose, which is a camp for kids with cancer, um, and their oncologists and oncology nurses come to camp with them. So they are, you know, understanding of, of the cancers that they have and the treatments that they need. And the same goes for our camp for kids with heart disease. There's cardiologists there. Um, we have a camp for kids with arthritis. Rheumatologists are there. So each camp is, you know, specific to the campers that are coming be able to give them the best care and have the most fun while they're here. So obviously, you know, the partners that are coming in each time so that does the camp have to go through any kind of an overhaul or anything depending on the partners that you're bringing in? So our camp is, I want to say, 95% handicap accessible. Um, And so each camp that comes in is pretty much able to come in and and get to work and, and have fun. Um, We do have a couple camps that require a little extra care. Our PA event camp, which is a camp for kids that are on ventilators, they actually come in and take, we have bunk beds in our cabins. They'll actually come in and take the bunk beds out and bring in hospital beds to be able to care for those campers. But other than that, all the campers are able to have access to our cabins, our dining hall, the pond, the pool, our zip line and climbing wall, uh, archery. You know, any, anything that the kids want to do while they're here, they're able to do. About how many kids do you have at any given time? So our, the maximum amount of people that we're allowed to have um, at Camp Victory at one time is 180 people. So that includes campers, staff, doctors, nurses, those kind of things. Most of our camps run on uh, two counselors to every one camper to be able to provide the care that they need. There's anywhere from, you know, 30 campers to 100 campers here during the week. That's a lot of campers. And then what happens at Camp Victory? Because I think people might be listening and saying, well, some of these kids might be limited in what they might be able to do to enjoy. So how does a typical day work? Typical day is the kids, you know, get up, they go to the dining hall to get breakfast. And then after that, if there's kids that need, you know, medication um, after breakfast, they'll go to the what we call our med shed. Um, And that's where the nurses and doctors are to be able to administer any medication that the kiddos might need. And then after that, it's just, you know, a lot of fun and games. They go through um, each, you know, cabin will go, might have a schedule where they go from, you know, 9 to 10 down to our zip line or our climbing wall. Um, And any kid that wants to climb the climbing wall or go down the zip line is able to do that. So we have Um, the harnesses and the equipment to make it happen. So we have, you know, kiddos that are in in wheelchairs that that might not be able to walk, but we get them up the climbing wall or down the zip line. We have a pool that has, uh, you know, a ramp into the pool so the kiddos can get in the pool. Pond is accessible by path. 
our archery shed is on, on everything's paved at Camp Victory. So it's on a paved path. Kiddos can get to that and, and do and shoot their bullseyes. And we have, you know, those fake dinosaurs and animals that the kids love to shoot with their bow and arrow, which is really neat to see. We really pride ourselves on being able to say that we don't say no a lot at Camp Victory unless it's not safe. Um, but whatever a kid wants to do, um, that they're able to do it while they're, while they're at camp. Um, especially because a lot of the kids that come to camp, you know, might be told no or might be left out of, you know, field trips or experiences. Um, and so we want to be able to provide that for them. Can you give us the history of Camp Victory, where it started, how it started? Because there's so much that goes into this. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing story. So Camp Victory is, is underneath the Nicholas Wolf Foundation. And Nicholas Wolf was a child that he had a, a rare uh, liver disease. And he needed a liver. And so his family traveled all over the country to be able to get him um, this transplant that he needed. And so he was able to get it. And he's, you know, surviving and thriving now. Uh, I would say he's my age. Um, and so he's in his you know, late 30s now and doing well. But during that experience, um, his family realized, you know, there's lots of other families out here that are going through, you know, similar things. And, you know, we need some support. Denny Wolf still is um, a local farmer in Millville. Um, and so he donated some of his farmland to create Camp Victory. So we're actually going into our 30th camping season this year. And so we started out with five camps and we're, we're at about 30 different camps that come from April through November. And how do people go ahead and get involved in bringing the kids there? Is there uh, a way that people would or do they just get in touch with you directly? So they can definitely check out our, our Facebook page and our website. Our website is campvictory.org. Um, or a lot of times people will call um, the office and check in. Um, and I'm more than happy to um, send them to the right partner group. So on our website is the schedule of our camps. And so each camp is, has a different registration process. So they would go on the website and find the camp that they wanted to go to and then reach out to that contact person listed as a calendar and then under each date is the contact name and contact information to get a hold of to get on the on the list to come to Camp Victory. Well, I can say that I'm on your website right now and I am just blown away by all of the I mean you start in March and go through November. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a so, that's a lot of camps. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of camps and um it's a lot of moving parts and you know, we have camps come in for the weekend and then the, there might be, you know, camp checking out on, on Sunday and the camp checking in Sunday night. We have amazing program staff here that, you know, help us do that. Um, ama- amazing cleaning staff that get in there and, and clean between each camp um, to make sure everything, you know, is clean and sanitized before the next camp gets in there. So each camp, each partner group brings in their own um, counselors and, and doctors and staff like I said, um, but Camp Victory provides the, the meals and the activities. So we have archery staff and climbing wall staff and lifeguards, arts and crafts, anything you can think of, we have the ability to do here. Um, so the groups can come in and know that they have a full schedule. Well, they certainly do have a full schedule. And, the, and you mentioned the staff. Kudos to them because especially the ones who are in charge of feeding all these different people, that in itself is because I'm sure that there are a lot of dietary specifications with some that come. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, our our kitchen staff is amazing. Um, they're led by uh, Gail Truax, who is our assistant camp director and our uh, food service director. 
Um, and so she works with all of the camps to make sure that they have, you know, what they need during the week. So um, we have a camp for kids with kidney disease. And so they need to eat, you know, low salt and things like that. She makes sure that she has that, you know, ready for them. Um, we have a camp for kids with diabetes. Um, and so she works with the dietitians to make sure that, you know, the kitchen staff is using the, you know, appropriate measurements, things like that. We have a, we have a camp for um, kiddos that are looking to be healthier. The menu for that week is just, is just amazing. Um, and Gail and her staff just make it, make it work and don't, you know, bat an eye at it. So it's awesome. Now, are a lot of the people who work at the camp on a regular basis, do they have special training or how, how would that work? Um, so all of our staff that trained at, like, especially the climbing wall, um, are all trained in how to, definitely how to put on the different harnesses, how to make sure that the campers that are in wheelchairs are harnessed correctly and safely to be able to get them, you know, up the climbing wall or down the zip line. Um, and then our, our lifeguards are definitely all, you know, certified through the Red Cross to be able to provide um, the care that they need to while they're here. So we don't have a, you know, necessarily have like specific training um but all of our our, all of our staff that have been here um have been here for a really long time and have been able to you know see all the different camps and work with all the different campers to make sure that they're you know having a fun and safe time the reason i wanted to ask you about that was i wanted to ask about volunteers because i'm sure that a couple of extra hands here and there in different areas might work out. So are volunteers still needed, wanted, welcomed? Oh, yeah, definitely. So each of our um, partner groups, they have their own volunteer registration process. Um, and so I always say if people are interested in, in working with a uh, specific camp, to definitely reach out to them directly because, you know, they all have their different different needs. Um, but they're always in need of counselors, always in need of, you know, some extra help. Um, and then here at Camp Victory, we have, what we have in the, in the spring and the fall, we always have volunteer days um, where people can come out and, and volunteer their time to break leaves or paint or, you know, wash windows, get curtains hung and get us ready for the season um, in, in the spring and then, and then help us tear down for the, in the fall after, after our camps are done. You know, we always say every little bit helps. So even if you can come, you know, for an hour on that day and, you know, rake up some leaves, that that really does just help us and helps us to keep our costs down because we don't have to pay somebody to, you know, get the leaves off the ground, things like that. And for the benefit of our listeners, where is Millville? (laughs) It is about 15 minutes away from Bloomsburg, right? I always say it's like, I don't know if it's true, but it's like right dead set in the middle of Pennsylvania. Um, So it's about 15 minutes from Bloomsburg and probably 20 minutes from Danville, about an hour and 20 minutes from Scranton, I would say. So it sounds like it's pretty much right in the middle of everybody. Oh, yeah. Kate, it's it's wonderful. Like I said, I'm looking at the um, website and there's so much information there. And it's a special camp for special kids. You couldn't have said it better uh, any other way. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like our listeners to know? We're just so you know thankful to have the support that we've had. During the pandemic, during 2020 and 2021, we had to close. Um, You know, we stayed closed to, you know, keep our partner groups wanted to stay safe and, you know, we wanted to keep them safe. Um, And so we were able to reopen in 2022. And so we're just really looking forward to 2023 and seeing even more campers out here um, and getting people into the spirit of Camp Victory. Well, that was another thing, too. I'm glad you mentioned that because besides volunteering, donations as well? Oh, yeah. We, I will never say no to a donation. 
through our website. Um, we have PayPal if people want to donate that way. I always say the easiest way is if you our PO box is eight one zero in Millville one seven eight four six. And then you know we're always you know willing to take donations. <clears throat> we have needs for arts and crafts and archery supplies and you know like we, we feed um, a lot of people and uh, so we always can use the money to you know for snacks and activities and things like that. So if anybody's willing to donate, we would absolutely love it. And is there a cost for the kids to go? So each partner group works um, a little bit differently, um, but I would say probably 80% of our camps um, do not uh, charge their campers. Um, and so Camp Victory pays about 60% of the cost and the partner groups pay the other 40 um, to be able to get the campers here. Um, but we've never turned a, a camper away because they can't, they couldn't afford it. Um, so we never want any financial issues to be a reason why a camper couldn't come to Camp Victory. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at this website and I'm seeing the pictures. You have to look at the gallery and the faces and the smiles. And I'm sure that, that these these children must be beside themselves when a, rock, a, a climbing wall. Wow. You know, I always say it's a, it's a life-changing place. Um, I actually grew up coming coming to Camp Victory. I've been in this job at as the camp director for four and a half years, you know, starting in 1996, I had come every, every summer um, to Camp Victory. And so it's a, you know, pretty special place to me, but it's a, you know, it's a special place for thousands of kids um, that have come over the years. You know, a lot of our campers, they look forward to this one week, you know, their whole year, you know, they're crying, you know, when they, when they have to leave because they know they might not see, you know, another, another camper like them, um, for, you know, until they're back in, you know, the next summer. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's an amazing place to be. Well, and that's another thing too, because as I was reading some of the different things on the website was that they make friends. And how wonderful is that? As, as somebody, you know, you're going through your daily life, you, you know, you see people that, you know, look like you all the time. Um, and so for a lot of these kids, sometimes they don't, they don't see that every day. Um, and so just to be able to to be with somebody that just understands and gets it and, you know, maybe looks like them or walks like them or talks like them, things like that, that, you know, a lot of people just take for granted. Um, you know, these campers, that they get it here when they're at Camp Victory. I'm very happy to meet you, Kate, and I'm glad that you were here to share all this with our listeners. And if you wouldn't mind one more time, give us the information as far as the where, the when, the how we can find out and they can find out more. The easiest thing is to go to campvictory.org, which is our website. My phone number here um, at Camp Victory is 570-458-6530 if you ever, ever have any questions about any of the partner groups. Um, or my email is campvictorykate at gmail.com. Just campvictorykate at gmail.com um, is, you know, the best, one of the best ways I can send you over a schedule so you can take a look at it. And then if you have any questions about volunteering or registering your camper or anything like that, I can, I can get those questions answered for you. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.